<laughs> so um, the, the, the uh, title of my message today is Christ Holds Us Together. Uh, but Billy, would you come here, please? Would you, you know, I know you're, 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 you're pressed into service here. But I would like for you to hand these out. As many as people want, they can take, you know. I can distribute some. What's that? Oh, well, some of these things just fly. <laughs> you can tell what I used to do in school. <laughs> that's it, not spitballs, not stuck on the ceiling, you know. Marshmallows, that's it. It bounced off the wall. So anyhow, we have, we have rubber bands, gum bands, whatever you want to call them. And uh, they kind of hold things together. And if you, when today when you go home and you need more rubber bands, remember that I have some for you. And uh, don't be afraid to take some. But I also brought some tape, so if somebody likes to come up and will wear this for the service today. Keep your, you know, that one guy almost won on the uh, tape mouth. Or whatever was the guy's name? Tape, tape face. Tape face. That's it. Here's if you want to be tape face. Yeah, so, you know, there's tape face, you know. I got that. And, you know, what I also have here is invisible tape. Now, this will really stick. And you can't even see it. <laughs> so we got invisible tape. Oh, you can have the rest. <laughs> we got invisible tape. We have extreme tape. It's not extreme tape. It's extreme uh, glue for Elmer's glue. And, of course, my favorite pins. You know, <laughs> you know pins, you know, those little push pins you stick them inside the of the wall? We got push pins, you know what, and I even brought some really colorful. I got some clips here, and of course the all multi-purpose paper clips, and they're all colored, black and white, and some silver, no, gold. So we got all these things up here. Captain and Tennille, keeping love, we'll keep it together. <laughs> uh, gum bands, we'll keep it together. How many, how many have had gum bands fail? What happened? You stretched them too far, <laughs> you know, or they got too old, you know. <laughs> you, know you ever pull one of them out of the drawer and it's like, and it just cracks all up. And it's like, how long have I had this? Well, today, um, Christ will keep it together. <laughs> and uh, so we want to remind ourselves of that, that God is going to keep it together. Um, did you ever <laughs> find it difficult to keep things together? You know, emotionally, physically, mentally, <laughs> uh, keeping things together by where you work or where you're at. You lost this, you lost that. There's, there's all kinds of things that can go, uh, as it were, against us or for us that cause, causes us to search for different ways to keep things together. Because, you know, sometimes uh, the rubber band is not going to work. We have to get a paper clip. And sometimes, uh, you know, on a tear, it's not going to work. You have to get the scotch tape. And, of course, you don't want to ruin a document that's so important. You get the invisible kind. I like to wrap presents with invisible tape. People don't know how it's stuck together. It's magic. Double-sided tape. I have that at home. Double-sided tape. You know, you can't see the tape. Wow, are these people clever in their wrapping of presents? <laughs> you don't think of things like that, huh? You look at wrapped presents and, and see how nice they are. You see, do you know who wraps? I wrap the presents. <laughs> Most of them. Uh, a lot of them. And... Uh, some of them, a few of them. So anyhow, I, <laughs> so uh, when, whenever, on the occasion that I do wrap a present, um, I'm very kind of anal that I like all the lines to be straight. And what I really like is whenever the 
when you wrap it over and you bring the other one over and it matches perfect like you planned it that way you know and, and then then you put the tape on there and it's like wow am i good you know so we have different ways of wrapping we have different ways of taping we have different ways of keeping it together well love covers a multitude of sins you know, you know, I wondered what that was. Uh, you know, you hear that love covers a multitude of sin. Love will keep it together. Uh, it's funny how that even in the secular world uh, that people speak about love and how the things in love are really capable of going through or seeing people through difficulties. Um, I had a wedding yesterday and I preached. They had the message. They had the scriptures they wanted was in Colossians and in 1 Corinthians. And of course, it was love and, you know, the ideas of love and things like that. And so love is really a primary focus for who we are. Uh, and, and focus is, is in that God loves us. See, the, the advantage that we have as Christians is that, that we know it, we, we experience love from a perspective of God loving us. Okay? God loves me. Okay? So if God loves me, and he loves me so completely that his grace and his mercy is not going to pay me back for my ill doings and my wrongdoings. He's not going to withhold from me because I'm so unworthy of it. He is going to give to me everything that I need and every, every aspect of my life to complete the, the purpose for which we were created. So God has a purpose in his giving to us, and it isn't so that we can tear down our barns and build bigger barns. It is so that we can share what we have and share the, the principles that God has given to us. Um, sometimes uh, we, you know, well, for myself, um, I never thought or think of myself as uh, this uh, educated expert on certain things, you know. But sometimes whenever I'm speaking, people will come up to me afterwards and say, you know what, I've never heard it put that way. And yesterday after the wedding, there was an individual who came, and, and she said to me, do you remember me? And of course, I go, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, but she was in our office at the, at the hospital, the hospice, as uh, a person doing her, her graduate work. And uh, she w was partnered with someone, and for what I, remember, I remember that I did spend a lot of time with her talking about certain things and so on. And she came to me yesterday, and she says, you know, it's been about five or six years, but what you told me, I've used all the time, and it's been something that has grounded me in what I, who I am and how I, how I work. You know, and, you know, for me, I think, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, you know, I do, you know. Wish more people would come and hear me say that, you know. I don't know. But um, the, the challenge is that each of us are able to say the word in season. You see, just as there are different seasons of the year, so there are different seasons in our life, and there are different seasons in relationships. There are different seasons in what we say and what we do and how that we relate with people. And the season of our life is always to be one in which we are engaging with Jesus, and Jesus is engaging with us, and then he engages with others through us. So God is using you to speak to someone's life. And here in, the, in Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15, Paul is writing to the Colossians, and he's, he's engaging them, and he's trying to get them to understand that, you know, in their, in their society, in their city, Colossae, they are believing that all matter, there's a cult around, that says that all matter is evil, okay? All matter is evil. The human body is evil. The planet is evil. There's planets, the solar, you know, everything. It's all, it, all matter is evil. The only thing that is good is spirit. And when Paul is teaching them that Jesus came in the flesh, <laughs> they have a hard time with that. God becoming flesh, then he's evil. 
No, he died in his body. He didn't, you know, that's where one of the philosophies came out that Jesus showed up at the baptism of John. John the Baptist, when he was baptized, his spirit came upon, uh, the spirit of God came upon Jesus at the baptism and left prior to the crucifixion. <laughs> because spirit cannot die and all matter is evil. So you see how when people have messed up ideas, how they can really mess them up? Well, so Paul is writing here to try and get them to understand that all matter is not evil because uh, Jesus came and he, d he came in the flesh and he died as a human. He died as a man. He died as a person, but that he was still God at the same time. And whenever you think about God is still God at the same time that we have our doubts, God is still God at the same time when we are caught off guard. God is still God whenever we are engaged in the most plain, ordinary things of life. God is still there. And so we're wanting to understand that God is part of us and we are part of him. So Paul says here in chapter, beginning of verse 15, we look at this sun and see the God who cannot be seen. <laughs> I would like, and I'm, I know there's books and things that are written about this, but I, I, would like for, I would like to have, you know, let's just do a character study of Jesus. Let's just do a character study of Jesus. Let's look at each of his miracles, each of his teachings, um, the, the, you know, walking on water, raising the dead, feeding the 5,000, Sermon on the Mount. You know, look at these things and understand them for what they are. You know, see the person uh, and the image of the person that is, is highlighted in these words and in this, this character, in this compassion. <clears throat> Highlight this, this person who wants to love us so much that he will die for us. The agape experience that we are willing to sacrifice because we love. And so we take that whole character of, of Christ and we see this, this person, this, this image of an individual, and we see that is the exact replica of God. The exact, the exact image, image of God, not a replica. He is God. And that's what he is, you know, to the Colossians, Paul is trying to say to them, this is God. And this is what he looks like. You see, we look, this is a, this is a rubber band. And this is what it looks like. And this is what it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but we have, we have what it does, and we, have the, and we have, you see, we want to see things, and we want to experience them. We want to see how they work. We want to, well, what's, what's the characteristic of a, of a rubber band? <laughs> uh, rubber? Okay, it stretches. It, it, it has the ability, elasticity. It has all these characteristics that come band. You know, there's a molecular structure to this thing, <laughs> and it keeps itself going until it gets too old to <laughs> stretch. And um, I think sometimes um, our experience with God is so outdated, so outdated that it's cracked and flawed and, you know, we have this, it's not the right image. <laughs> we call this religion and we call this God, but does it really radiate life? Does this image of, of God give peace and strength and comfort that when things go all right and things go all wrong, you know, I'm not swayed. Because the love of God is able to hold my life together. And that he is able to keep me in times of trouble, in times of difficulties, and in times of success. Sometimes the greatest hindrance to life is success. <laughs> because we look at ourselves and say, whoa, look how good I am. You know, but anyhow. God is, God is looking at us, and we are looking at him, and so we want to see him for who he is, and then find that reflection of us in the mirror and our relationship with others. So we look at this son, and we see God who cannot be seen. 
we see God in Jesus. Jesus is God. Then the, the goes on and says, we, took, we, look at this, we look at this son and see God's original purpose in everything created. We see the original purpose. I am looking at Jesus and I see God's original purpose. What would that be? I'm looking at Jesus, and I, I see him, all these character qualities, and I see God's original purpose in creating us in his image, in his likeness. <laughs> that it isn't that he has fingers and toes and eyes and ears and nose. It's that he loves, doesn't question, serves, forgives. This perfect person in which there are no flaws, there are no faults, there are no inhibitions, there's no depression, anxiety, fear. We see, we see God's original purpose in everything that was created. It was created to be in harmony and, and, and work in, in with, you know, within what is it, working together. You know, love will keep us together. God's togetherness that he has for us, that's what his original creation was. And when we look at Jesus, we see this original purpose for which, which God created us. And so when, the more we understand Jesus and the more we see his reality of who he is as a person, we now begin to see God's intention for us. He intended us to walk with him. He intended for us to be friends with him. He intended for us to be, you know, walk on the same street with God. You know, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. Who did, where'd that come from? You know, of course we're not worthy, but God is the one who makes us worthy. I am not, I am not worthy of heaven. I am not worthy of salvation. I am not worthy of God's gifts. Of course not. We're not worthy of forgiveness. There's nothing in me that can say, God, hey, look at what you get when you get me, you know? <laughs> look, you know, and, and no. God is saying to us, here am I, I love you, Here, this is what, I, what you get when you receive me. Unconditional grace, unconditional mercy. Un, you know, it's just like, here it is. Here it is. Here's my love, here's my forgiveness. Here's my abilities. Here's my giftings. Here, here's my spirit. He divides the gifts severally as he wills for the purpose of building the body of Christ. So God is willing to give you and I everything we need to build the body of Christ. He's willing to give us these supernatural giftings to build the body, to enable the body of Christ to be more effective. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. It finds its purpose. Now, here's people who believe that all matter is evil and God has created all matter. <laughs> and he's telling them that everything has its origin in God. That the Bible tells us that the, the, the stars do not appear, do not come into existence by things which do appear. So there is no Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you know, it just didn't happen. There isn't a bunch of molecular space, whatever things started banging together and sticking. And after... 500 trillion billion years, they've saw, they resolved into round objects and then 
put themselves in some type of orbit around each other based upon their size and their uh, gravitational pull and how that they're all going to equally space themselves through the, all of the solar systems and not run into each other and so that all this stuff is going to be so accurate you, can, you can't, we don't even have time to the point we have to adjust time to the accuracy of the planets and how that they rotate. <laughs> That's God. And we're serving him. So he spoke all of these things into existence. He breathed into us the breath of life, and we didn't get here by the will of man. We got here by the will of God. <laughs> you know, it isn't that our parents decided to have us. It's that God decided that we needed to be here. And God placed us in our, in our rooms, in our rooms. He placed us in our families. And go to your room. Uh, he placed us in our families, and he's given us our abilities. He's put us in our jobs. He's given us our creativity. He's given us our talent. He's given us our abilities. And he, we don't sit back and say, okay, God, keep it coming. <laughs> we, we are engaging in life, engaging in change, engaging in how that we are going to respond to the Spirit of God. So everything, absolutely everything, above and below, beneath, and whatever. God is at work in all of these things. He was there before any of it came into existence. The Jesus that loves us, that we love, was here before anything began. Of course, I always love John 1.1. 1, 1. Before the beginning began, there was God. <laughs> yeah, that's what it reads. Before there was a beginning, God was. And that he created. And that he put things in place. And so there was, before it all came into existence, he was there and, and, and it is held together by God. We call it gravitational pull. We call it solar systems. We call it galaxies. We, you know, we, we call these things. But God is the one who's holding all this together. And you know, God is not worried. <laughs> you know, our world is falling apart. <laughs> these people there, you know, our world, this world... Do you think God is worried about the world falling apart? To God, he's the one keeping it together. And evil is trying to destroy it. And, and God is already has a plan. That even when evil thinks it destroys, and in, in its, in its, in the efforts of evil is setting up its own destruction. You know, we, we studied this in the Sunday school lesson with, uh, with Moses. That when Pharaoh decided to kill all the, eight, all, the, all the children, male children of Israel, he was setting in motion his own destruction and the, liber and the liberation of, of the Jewish people. He was going to do something to destroy, and God was going to turn it and make it good. Because the very, the very child that he was trying to destroy, evil was trying to destroy, God was putting in place to, to, to save the nation of Israel. And so every time evil is doing something, we need to look, wow, God's going to do something because evil's trying to do something. God has another plan. Evil decided to kill Jesus. You know? We got, we got, I got just the man to do it. His name is Judas. We, we got evil. Evil's got a plan, and evil's going to destroy good. Evil cannot destroy good. Evil cannot destroy good. Yeah, I'll let that sink in for a moment. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Evil cannot destroy good. All of the good that God is doing is going to continue to, to uh, develop and, and, and grow, and it cannot be extinguished with life or with, you know, tyrants or, uh, you know, all the garbage that goes on in society and the world cannot destroy the good that God is doing because good will continue to prevail. <laughs> the scripture that um, when evil comes in, Remember that one? When evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against it. And remember, we move the comma. When evil comes in 
comma, like a flood, God will raise up a standard against it. I always read it, when evil comes in like a flood, comma, so evil comes in in this tidal wave, God will raise up a standard. No, no, no. When evil comes in, it's just a little trickle of a stream. <laughs> God will raise up a standard. You know, he will, like a flood, God will raise up a standard against it. He'll just crush it under the tidal wave of who he is and his word. You see, this is the security that we live in. The security that we live in and that we love and love will hold it together. We are held together by Jesus because he has a plan for our life and we are part of that ongoing development. We are part of the plan of God for the, for the will of God and for the body of Christ. We are his instruments. We are his mouthpiece. We are his hands. We are his feet. We're his body. And God wants to do something very special through us. And you know what that specialty is? You ready? Very profound. Ready? Ready? Your smile, your touch, your encouraging words, your pat on the back, your handshake, your hug, your card, your the little things that can establish a great relationship. You see, he was there before any of this came into existence, and he's still there. And when it comes to his church, he organizes and holds it together like a head, hold, head does the body. The church, when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, there is nothing more precious in the sight of God than you. We, his body. He wants his body to function as one, not only here in this group, but as the body of Christ around the world. It has an impact. And he was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade. He is supreme in the end. You see, there is a resurrection parade. The, the Colossians felt that body is evil, so how can, they, how can that ever work? How can it ever come together? And we find that God is the, the head of this, the head of the parade, in the resurrection parade, and we are part of that. So as we enter into this holding it together, as we hold our life together, we're not holding on for dear life. We're holding on to a great life. And it's not so much that we have a hold of him. God has a hold of us, and he'll never let you go. You remember the mountain climber who was climbing and it's late at night and he slips and falls and he grabs hold of a rock or a tree and he's hanging on there and he's hollering for help. Somebody help me, somebody help me. And the voice comes and says, this is God, I'm here to help. God, send me a rope. He says, no, let go. There's only a, you're only about a foot off of the ground. <laughs> he can't see it. Let go. God, I can't let go. I can't see the ground. He says, let go, believe. And the guy says, is there anybody else up there? That's how we like to hold it together. <laughs> you know? David, I don't know, he told a story about how he was climbing out in El Cap, and they did this route that, like, four people had done previous to he and his friend doing it. And uh, they had fallen. <laughs> they couldn't go back. They didn't have their whatever it was to put clips in to hold them. And so he's going across this little crack a mile up in the air, <laughs> and there's this tree thing growing out of the side of a hill and he said with all of his might he leaped for that tree 
you know, he's, he's over a mile in the air, and the fall would have been horrendous. And he was just praying that that shrub in the side of a tree, on the side of a cliff will hang. And he, he gets hold of it, and, it's, and there he is dangling, holding on to this shrub growing out of a rock, and it holds. He puts in a piece that was able to anchor himself, and from there they finish the climb. And sometimes in our life, <laughs> we have to have the leap of faith. And our leap of faith in our life is just simply trusting God with where we're at and where we're going. Yesterday, you know, it's gone. Can't go back, can't change it, can't redo it, can't harbor it, hate it, belittle it, just learn from it, let it go. Because God will never remember it against us. So what do we learn from that? Knowing that God will take us onward from here. For you see, Christ, he's the one who holds it all together. And I don't need to worry about the elections or the people around the world and the dictators. And I just need to know that God is holding it all together. And I trust in him more than I can trust in anybody else. And it's all okay. I'll do my part. I'll pray. I'll work. I'll touch people's lives. I'll invest in other people. I'll give them what I have. Such as I have, I give. And I will allow God to do that in me. And I then am becoming his servant to touch the lives of others because Christ is holding it all together, including me, <laughs> including you, including his body, including his church, including his life, our life purpose. He's got it all together. Amen? Let's stand. If any of you need to hold it together more, I have rubber bands, paper clips, <laughs> tape. <laughs> huh? I got a storehouse. Now, the diversity that God has for us in holding it together is just as plentiful. You know, he doesn't do the same thing the same way. He can do it in many different ways. But he'll always, always keep it together. We always end up on, a, on, the, uh, on the good note <laughs> that it's all good. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you that you work in our lives. Thank you, God, that you hold it together. <laughs> God, you, you help us keep it together. God, your spirit and your word and your life and your love, keep us together. So thank you, Jesus, for the strength of your word. Thank you, Jesus, for the strength of your love. God, thank you for your forgiveness and your grace, your mercy. Continue to bestow upon us the giftings that we need to serve you. And God, we will continue to believe that whatever we need, you will provide. And that whatever we have is yours. And God, that whatever we have of yours, we can share. So let us, Lord, be willing servants as we serve you each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. And we'll all sing together the closing hymn, God will keep it together. <laughs>